Escape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Campaign Children of Fear by Lynn Hardy We, uh, we found and retrieved, uh, we think, well, and, and uh, our, our llama, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, also believes that we have found the bulls that we were looking for, um, and we got them without any criminal activity or really even much lying, which is unsettling and probably makes them worth less than they would have been otherwise worth, but um, but that's okay. And the, the person who gave them to us told us, or lent them to us, I should say, uh, tells us that uh, he was robbed uh, that very next day. And we should be careful because they were looking for the bulls, apparently. And we have purchased uh, train tickets for Patwa, which is the town where we are supposed to uh, find material with which to make musical instruments. And I guess we are just about to leave from the hotel to go to the train station, although I don't know exactly when the train leaves. Uh, the train leaves shortly after breakfast. Oh, perfect. Or actually even a little later than that, sorry. Kind of a mid-morning train kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you're at, so I believe it was uh, uh, do, or Dr. Mr. L Mr. Lockhart received the note from Mr. Moorcroft uh, early, you know, kind of as he was preparing for breakfast, presumably shared it with the rest of you uh, at breakfast. Um, so, you know, just hang out in the hotel for a little bit and then make your way to the train station or what's the, what's the plan? Make sure we keep an eye on those bowls. You know, it has occurred to me that, uh, should things have fallen out differently and we followed our usual method of uh, investigation, we might have come face to face with a different set of burglars. That, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> except they broke them. into his house, not knowing apparently that they that the uh, bulls were at the museum or maybe they found out that the bulls had been recovered from the museum and decided that they must be at the house i don't know it's sort yeah. of interesting however you cut it we dodged but yeah we did not um have to fight other robbers for our ill-gotten gains um i think um would the balls be small enough um to fit in like a shoulder satchel uh no so they're quite big in, well, individually, they would be. But collectively, is there are seven of them now. Uh, the seven of uh, them? Yes. Okay. And they are, they are packed in, the, in a crate. The crate itself is, you know, three feet long, a foot wide, and, you know, the better part of a foot deep. Okay, well, I think 
I mean, if we're hanging around the hotel till just before the, we head off to the train station, I'll probably stay with the crate. Just, yeah, basically just stay with it, make sure things. Oh, up. I think we all will. Yeah, I don't. I'm yeah. not. I don't see me going anywhere necessarily. Okay, then shall we fast forward to the departure? That seems great. Seems reasonable. Okay, so you make your way to the train station. Um, the so uh, the six of you um, all have uh, tickets for uh, the sleeper carriage. Uh, specifically, between the six of you, you have two rooms, is what you would have done. Uh, each room would sleep four people, so two rooms for the six of you. Um, there are also um, you know, first-class seats, second-class seats, third-class seats, and fourth-class seats up on the roof. Hmm. Um, in the sleeper and first-class first uh, section, uh, you know, of the platform, um, you know, it's, it's busy, but, you know, not, not packed and kind of, it's mostly, you know, Westerners, um, you know, one or two particularly wealthy uh, Indians. Uh, you can see further down the platform, you know, the, the second class and then the third class, you know, is, is, it clearly transitions over to, you know, <laughs> far more Indians and far less Westerners. Uh, until you get to the fourth class section, uh, which is pretty much all Indians. Uh, and there are a lot of them and they are packed in shoulder to shoulder on the platform, you know, waiting for their opportunity to scramble uh, to the, uh, get the best seats up there on the roof of the train. Can I get power rolls from everyone? Pow, pow. Uh, pow, pow, fail. No, zero three. A Ooh. hard success. Ooh. Uh, I think I got a regular success. Yes, I did. Yep. A hard success as well. Can I get spot hidden rolls from those of you who succeeded? That will be a normal success for me. I also uh, have ha a hard success. What about a critical success? Whoop. Starting off hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Using them all so, up now. <laughs> so all of you are, are, you know, by now growing uncomfortably familiar with this feeling of being watched and then looking around and, you know, you're pretty certain that no one is watching you. Except now you're pretty certain someone is watching you. As you're kind of just looking around, kind of scanning the station, you can see down in the mass scrum of people who are waiting to board the fourth class roof seats on the train. Uh, there is a group of three men who are standing together. Uh, they are dressed all in black, black robes, black hoods, even kind of, you know, black, you know, masks or wraps across their face. They're standing, you know, very close together. Uh, they are very clearly staring in your direction, although you can't, you know, with their kind of deep hoods and masks, you can't see their faces or their eyes, but they're very clearly staring at your direction. And kind of once you notice them, you know, you realize that 
the the scrum of people of you know fourth class passengers who are otherwise packed in shoulder to shoulder on the platform are giving them a surprisingly wide berth. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is bumping up against them. No one is pushing up against them. People are clearly going out of their way not to approach them too closely. Hmm. Hmm. Is there Did a? I'll uh... say, yeah. um, Jim. Sorry, I just wanted to do one slight modification with the how could we have possibly booked three sleeper. So that we could like have sure. the, the basically the bowls in with in the, one of the sleepers with um, one, some of us. Of course. Cool. So as a, a a native, although not necessarily local, do I also recognize what these men in black are uh, about as the locals seem to? Um. Intelligence role. Uh, normal success. The only kind of, I mean, who knows if this is the case or not, but the only kind of thing that kind of comes close in your experience where, you know, there's one or a group of people who are, you know, wrapped up kind of head to toe like this and you know people are doing their damnedest to give them <laughs> to give them as much birth as possible uh would be like lepers mm. but they don't um have whatever uh warning symbols or whatever right. i would yeah. normally associate with lepers yep yeah there's certainly nothing you can see from here you know that would make you think that they are that they are lepers or you know some other similar unple- similarly unpleasant disease uh and you know none the three of them you know they're not even you know stooped over or or hunched or anything like that they're clearly you know clan- standing straight and strong and uh watching the I six will, of you as you start I will to wander through. into the um first or second class masses um to see if I can ask you know just sort of try to start talking up some people who seem to be noticing them and uh, uh, Indians and see if they uh, can tell me any additional information about those, you know, what are those three strange men. Everyone seems to be giving them lots of room. That's pretty funny. Huh? It's so crowded here. Uh, so when you, when you go into the first class area and you ask <laughs> such things, people just kind of ignore you. Go, what, what are you talking about? Who? I don't care. Leave me alone. Well, yeah, I'll work my way down the classes. I mean, I assume I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, this is, this is my, my country, my people. Yep. Uh, As you make your way into the second class section, uh, the whistle for boarding the train is blown. And people start boarding the train. Uh, It makes it a bit of a challenge to uh, make it any further and, uh, you can give me a persuade or a charm roll to try to get someone to talk to you. All right, I think, oh, I do have charm. Oh, but I roll like crap. Um, I do not succeed. Okay. Uh, yeah, no one wants to 
there people are too focused on boarding the train to talk to you about strange people on the platform all right i will eventually to the crowds hopefully make it back to our place where i belong assuming they're not already on the train not a problem could i ask something that i feel will be relevant really soon so did you reload your gun yeah exactly exactly no it's i got a rifle from the um you know supplies and stuff when we were out going across country however it seems unrealistic that i would or does it that i would uh keep that with me would i have to kind of abandon that or throw it in baggage cart or would i simply uh have it packed up in my luggage uh you would not be you know carrying it strapped over your shoulder uh, right, but it but it would absolutely be packed up in your baggage. Yes. Okay. So at some point we'll be able to those of us with rifles or whatever be able to use. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, can I get a intelligence roll from Doctor Lockhart? Uh, let's check. Uh, that would be a hard success of my intelligence. Okay, uh, I have a message for you. It will come in Skype in a moment once I get there. Cool. There you go. Okay. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so you board the train into your sleeper car. As you can see down the, uh, you know, your boarding is is quite peaceful and pleasant and and, and uh, calm. And there are porters who help bring your baggage aboard. Um, you know what little baggage you have at this point, probably. Um, and you know it's the you know, every, kind of everyone else in the sleeping cars are, you know, mostly English. Like I said, you know, one, maybe two kind of rich uh, Indian families, that kind of thing. Um, you know, but you can see down towards the down at the far end of the platform. Uh, it's just a, it's just a mob as people are, you know, pushing and shoving and, and fighting and, you know, almost coming to blows, you know, trying to uh, make space and get space and, and climb up on the uh, the roof of the last few cars of the train. Make your way into your into your compartments. Uh, they are, you know, not particularly ornate. This is not the Orient Express, uh, but they are, you know, plush and comfortable. Uh, you know, a couple beds that uh, you know, there's there's four beds in total in each of the compartments. Uh, the top two kind of fold up to you know allow you to use the bottom two as uh, benches, seats during the day, this kind of thing. A uh, little table tray in the middle that folds down. Uh, there's a window there, a little closet for storing your stuff. Um, you know, washroom at uh, one end of the compartment. Uh, and kind of after you're, as soon as you're settled, uh, there's a conductor who comes around, uh, takes your tickets, and then uh, there is a uh, waiter that comes around to take your drink orders. Uh, ask if you would like to place an order to the dining car now or later 
this kind of thing. I guess um, I will be talking about, yeah, I will have dinner for sure, whatever serving um but I, I will try to focus on the converse, the conversation on the three men uh, so you, you think those are the same same people that have been following us since we left is there a chance we would have been able to see whether they actually boarded the train or is that ship kind of sailed because we didn't say it at the time uh, to see where they had boarded the boarded the train, uh, well, there was make sure that they had boarded the train. Oh, um, I guess both things because if we see that, then we'll see where. <clears throat> so, uh, we can certainly say that you would kind of you know lingered on the platform to to at least try to see that, uh, but as soon as boarding started, there was no chance. They you know as soon as kind of the the main scrum moved forward to rush the train. You know, they were just lost in the crowd. Okay, gotcha. Tenzin, do you have any thoughts on these gentlemen? <clears throat> I do not. Perhaps they are merely travelers of their own. Perhaps they have some particular interest in us. Or in Padnam Samfata. Time will tell. All right. Well, may I suggest then we, um, Always have somebody with the bowls. Yes, I think that makes sense. If we could have dinner brought here, then I could, uh, I'd be happy to watch the bowls for a while if you wish to mingle. Takes about 20 minutes in total for the uh, train to be boarded and for them to call the departure. Train rolls out. Anything in particular anyone wants to do during the journey? Um, probably, uh, this does this have like, um, uh, not you've got the dining room dining car but does it have like a little area a bar car you know uh it does not have a separate bar car or a bar car separate from the dining car but it does have the dining car uh, okay. in which in which you can make reservations should you want to come uh, dine and drink there or dine or drink there uh, or they will bring whatever to your compartments I'll definitely make reservations for dinner. Um, probably just order some drinks for the rooms. Um, don't need to hang out there too much. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind mingling, keeping an eye out. 
And besides, there might be other Russians on board the train. Uh, okay. Uh, there are a few Russians, uh, it, you know, kind of when you come to dinner. Um, there aren't any that you notice in the sleeping compartments, but there are certainly are some in the first class uh, seats. Come to lunch or dinner in the dining car. And have some brief conversation with them. How long did we say the train trip is? It's quite a ways, right? And we have uh, sleeping cars. Yes. It will take uh, two days to get to uh, Delhi, which I believe is where you wanted to go first in order to uh, procure the visas. Yes, Tibetan visas. So my next question is, are there stops along the way that the fourth class passengers on top of the train, uh, which presumably or possibly include these black clad gentlemen get on and off or there are far too many stops along the way gotcha uh, okay besides the fact that the train itself is is uh slow <laughs> compared to european trains uh there are an awful lot of stops at every little village and hamlet uh, along the way gotcha where it's mostly the fourth and some third class passengers who are getting on and off Okay. Well, I guess uh, during at least some of those, I'll uh, kind of make a point to uh, keep an eye out to see if any other black-clad uh, passengers are joining. Um, when you go to step off the train onto the platform to have a look at such things, uh, the conductor will attempt to dissuade you of getting off the train. Yeah, no, I meant like... Oh, no, sir. No, sir. You don't. Uh, got you. Oh, of course, of course. I don't want you to accidentally be left behind. There, there are no uh, services here, and the next train will not be along until tomorrow. I see, yes. It does look uh, very empty here. I think I'll take your um, your advice. Yes, he will. As our, as our passengers, you are, your safety is our responsibility. I don't want to see you come to a, come to a bad end just to stretch your legs. Quite right, please, quite right. Please feel free to walk the length of the uh, carriage if you wish. Of course, of course. Thank you. Uh, spot hidden roll leaning out the window. Okay. Which I think is worth a penalty. Oh, that's a zero <laughs> two before the penalty die. Oh! But it's still a 10, so it's a 12, which will be a hard success, at least. Uh, you do not see the black-clad figures. Ah, what a waste. Does the feeling of being watched ebb? Yes. Okay. It does. Train rules like on. Yeah, go ahead. So one, one thing I, I think is going on, and I don't know the mechanics of it, um, but there, I, there must be a place where people pray, and I assume that involves sort of getting out of the, you know, going somewhere in the train, or maybe it's when we stop, or something must happen. Uh, so I will be mingling, certainly, to that extent with uh, with the other Muslims uh, as appropriate. 
I uh, there's it, it basically what people are doing is just kind of crowding into the uh, uh, the ends of the car. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, it, you know, there there are there are a handful of Muslim. You know, there's there's not a whole lot of Muslims up here in the in the sleeping compartment, but there's but there are a couple in the uh, in the first class compartment that you will have seen you know, through the dining you know, in the dining car. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of clearly you know people are expecting it, right? So that, you know, somebody wants right. to get by, they just kind of step over or around that kind of thing. Uh, Jim, the other thing I'll do is the ne over the next couple of days, I'll probably both days once spend some time in meditation. Okay. Well, let's get through the first night first. So you have three compartments. There are six of you. What's the what's the arrangement? Well, I would. I... Actually, there's seven of you. I apologize. I forgot Tenzin. I'd say Charles and I would have one compartment, maybe with the bowls. Oh, the Lockhart's trying to uh, steal the bowls. Those are gone. Yeah, you could uh, see me scouting out the way. It'll stop. Why did we get? Sorry, the, there's seven of us, and the things sleep for each so it seems like we could easily have two compartments and the uh, bowls i think i think dr lockhart wanted their wanted some privacy for the lockhart it was the real so it was the real uh you mm -hmm. may have been lying <laughs> yeah. and our honeymoon at our expense that's right it's been a long <laughs> long trip <laughs> And he's finally healed up too, so that's. <laughs> I mean that all that makes sense. That seems that part seems reasonable, but the this flimsy excuse of oh we don't have room for the bowls that just seemed a little. Uh... <laughs> okay, so Mr. Lockhart, Doctor Lockhart, and the bowls are in one compartment. Well, a a bowl is what I think he said. A bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna split them up. Well, I thought that's what he said. Is that no, not no, the I case? So have the crate in the in our compartment. I would say it will make sense for May May to have one of her own them, and the other four can sleep together. The other four men. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfectly sensible. Sounds good to me. Would you all make? Uh, spot hidden rolls. To see if we see the Lockhart stealing the bowls. <laughs> I pass. Nothing. Uh, nope. Pass. Hard Normal success. pass. Nope. Hard success. <clears throat> okay. Uh, those of you who passed, would you please make a pow roll? Oh, no. Well, we're doing them in the opposite order, Jim. That's really messing with Yeah. Uh, and I failed the power roll. Fail. Uh, I heard Dr. Lockhart succeed. Yep. Okay. So, you know, as you, you know, you have lunch, train rolls on through, uh, through the Indian countryside, stopping people getting off on people getting on people moving about uh, dinner, drinks in the dining car. Um, yeah. 
the uh, train keeps rolling on. Eventually, night falls. You all retire to your compartments appropriately. Drift off to a pleasant night's sleep. Uh, rocked comfortably as the uh, train clacks along. At some point after that, deep in the night, Dr. Lockhart, uh, you find yourself awake. It's dark in the compartment. Train is clacking along the tracks, rocking back and forth. Give me a constitution roll. Constitution roll? Yes. Oh, it's zero five. That's not a problem. You know, you. It doesn't seem to bother you, but as you as you're kind of laying there, there's a a stench. There's a smell. There's a an odor that has come into your compartment. Smoke is. It's deeply unpleasant. It's not smoke. It's more of a rotting meat. Well, I'll reach butcher. over. Butcher. I'll get up and reach over and sort of shake. Um, I don't want to make too much noise, but I'll shake uh, Charles awake. Okay. Am I able to awake? Uh, you are able to awaken. And Dr. Lockhart, as you are attempting to awaken uh, Mr. Lockhart, the door to your compartment rattles as if someone is rattling the handle. Okay. Um, now, so did we end up... Uh, okay, I'll look around. Um, uh, would we have anything that I could use as a club, um, like a stick or something like that? Or I don't know. Uh, it seems unlikely, but if you would yeah. like a, maybe a hard luck roll to. Uh, yeah, no, no. Okay, um, I will basically shake him awake and I will just get ready just to uh, punch it or kick if I need to, if the person um, gets into the room. Okay. Um, these sleeper cars, they have like storage compartments for our personal luggage above. Is that correct? Yes. Or no? Okay. Yes. Oh, so do we have our, I wasn't sure whether our, most of our baggage would be in a baggage car or. Nope. Most of your baggage would be here with you. Unless you, I mean, unless you have like, you know, big huge trunks <laughs> and that sort of thing, but. You know, given that you guys were traveling kind of light to begin with, mm -hmm. yeah, you would certainly have all your oh, baggage. Well, in the... can I then ease down my uh, my um, shotgun bag, my gun bag? Yeah. Uh, you can certainly do so. Uh, as you do, oh, we, the... we have we do have our weapons with us packed up. Mm -hmm. Oh. All right. I, I, think I, it's, if... I think it's hilarious. There's just moments before she's like, I want to be very quiet waking him up. 
and pulling down my rifle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't actually going to fire. Well, once once, once she use uses the gun, the, the noise part is less important. Like, I mean, exactly. you know, once they... Actually, I wasn't thinking about firing it because I didn't think I'd be able to load it, but I can use the butt to basically hit them. Uh, as you are pulling down your shotgun, uh, would you first both make sanity rolls? Aha. Ooh. Says a big number. Too big. Uh, oh, that just makes it 62. Yep. Okay. Uh, no loss for Dr. Lockhart. Mr. Lockhart, would you lose a D6, please? Woo! That'll be fun. Four. Very Just nice. And would you make a constitution roll, Mr. Lockhart? Oh, that's going to be a hard success. Okay. Um, the as Dr. Lockhart wakes you, Mr. Lockhart, and then goes to retrieve her shotgun, uh, the door to your compartment, um, there's kind of a snap and a crack, and the door is thrown open. Uh, and a person, maybe, uh, dressed in black rags with a black hood and a black. Um, uh, like a scarf kind of pulled over their face, lunges in at you. Uh, there are two more immediately behind the first one. Uh, and in the instant that you see them, you realize a few things. Uh, the stench that you are smelling is clearly coming from them. Uh, they're, what they're wearing is really more rags than robes or anything else. Uh, and the fact that they are black is an accident of whatever nastiness they are covered in. And they are not dyed black. Um, <laughs> and you can kind of just see enough. You can kind of see their eyes and their eyes are kind of yellow and almost kind of feline with the, you know, with a vertical slit and, you know, something like a, like a dog or a cat snout is pushing forward on that scarf you know they are very clearly not human you can see that their hands where they come out of the sleeves you know are kind of thin and long and their finger each finger ends in a long unpleasant looking claw dr lockhart uh, you are in the process of reaching for your shotgun would you like to make a dodge roll instead of reaching for your shotgun uh yeah okay so that's a 30 what's my dodge um uh oh that's a success normal success okay uh the first one lunges at you and misses uh mr lockhart your go um calling out loudly for uh for help, basically, hopefully remembering the names of my uh, nearby companions. Um, I will. Are they through the door? Is there any chance I could shove them back? Or 
one of them is through the door and in the compartment, and the two are two more are hot on the first one's heels. Um, hmm. Could I? But there's still the door to deal with. Yes. Could I um, <coughs> sort of do a like shoulder rush to knock this first one back into the uh, door and block it? Potentially, yeah. Give me a fighting brawl. Not very good at this type of thing. The emphasis here. Oh, but a zero two will succeed. Uh, you can absolutely knock him. Uh, kind of pushing, you know, shoulder tackling him backwards, kind of pushing him backwards, which would push the other two backwards and kind of keep them at bay uh, in the door. Okay. Uh, you're if you're probably not going to be able to dodge when they attack next if you want to keep them there, but um, we'll deal with that when we get there. Dr. Lockhart. Okay. Um. I take it there's a pull cord here that would basically ring the bell for um, to uh, what's it called to, for staff and that uh, to summon a waiter because you wish to order some food or drink or the conductor because you wish to ask a question. Yes, there is such a thing. I will as I'm basically get, holding the shotgun one hand. I'll pull the cord. Ring, ring. So you haven't you actually haven't gotten your shotgun yet. I haven't got my shotgun yet. Oh, well, so you, you can get your shotgun or you can ring for the conductor. Uh, actually, at this stage, probably I'll grab the shotgun first. OK, Dr. and Lockhart get it loaded. Grabs her shotgun. Uh, you can load it next round. OK, uh, Miss Chiang, would you make a listen roll? And Mr. Reppin and Mr. Razazwain and Mr. and Norbo, you can all make listen calls. Yes, Zero because four. I didn't. Zero four is a on base will be a hard success. Regular success. Yeah. Extreme. Nice. Yep. We are light sleepers tonight. Except. As if we expected trouble. Yes. Uh, so, Mr. Reppin, you are laying in your bed. You are awakened in the middle of the night uh, by the sounds of Mr. Lockhart calling for help. I uh, call to my compatriots, grab my gun, and run. Okay. Uh, you can dash out into the corridor and make a sanity roll. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Very good. No loss. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Lockhart, are you wanting to continue to keep the creatures at bay? I could not dodge or fight back if I tried to, because I'd have to keep my shoulder and my body in there, right? Yep. Okay. Nope. I have uh, forestalled the action, uh, so I will... Not. I'll back off enough to be able to do one of those actions. Okay. Which of those things would you like to do? Uh, dodge. <laughs> Wit. I do not. Okay. Uh, it misses anyway. Woo. 
Um, Mr. Reppin, as you come out of your nearby compartment uh, and pass your sand roll, uh, one of the creatures snarls and leaps at you. Would you like oh. to dodge or fight back? I will fight back. Of course you I will. will raise my Mauser and let it go. That's a 14. That is one off of an extreme. I'll take the hard. Okay, roll damage. That's 1d10 plus 2. Four points. Okay. Wing it. Winged it. Um, uh, Mr. Lockhart, the third one will charge into the compartment after you as well. If you would like to dodge it. I would love to try such a thing. Uh, this time I have a normal success. Okay. If that matters. Uh, uh, you don't think it was going to hit you anyway. Okay, good. Uh, Mr. Wayne, you are awakened in the middle of the night by the sound of uh, Mr. Lockhart calling for help. Yeah, I grab my uh, revolver from under the pillow and uh, climb down from my bunk and head out into the hall. And you may make his sanity roll. So I guess at this point is the noise is just too much, right? Uh, probably we'll have you definitely waking up and doing something in the next round. Yeah, hard yeah. Uh, success. Uh, okay, no loss. Uh, you rush out and see these things, uh, Mr. Lockhart. Your go. Um, I would like to whip my blanket off. Um of uh, one of the beds to try to sort of entangle or um, uh, at least impede the first of these like things it. that's closer to me. <laughs> Fighting brawl. All right. No. Uh, impeding someone with a blanket is surprisingly difficult. Yeah. It's very easy <laughs> to just impede yourself. It's maybe uh, tucked in a little a little better than I thought it was. <laughs> uh, Norbo, you are awakened in the middle of the night by the sound of Mr. Lockhart calling for help and then Mr. Reppin and Mr. Bazaz Wayne rushing out of the compartment. Uh, well, I will join them, turn the corner, make my sanity roll. Go right ahead. Fail my sanity roll. There we go. D6. Finally, somebody. Five. There we Ooh, go. Good, good, good job. Intelligence roll. <laughs> oh, four. <laughs> 34. Close enough. That's well, a hard success. Yep. I'm glad someone's finally playing along. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, somebody with a gun, too, with several people in front of him. Uh, would you roll me a d10, Norbo? Uh, I... It's an eight. Okay. Oof. So, for the next eight rounds, how will your bout of madness resolve itself? Oh, or would you like just oh. like to roll randomly on the table? I kind of wanted to roll. I thought that's what I was doing, is rolling on the table. So, let me just roll again on the table. Go right ahead. Actually, roll the table. That's a six. Does anyone have the table? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, let me, go to the let next me check. I'll pull it out here. Hold I on. think I have it. Uh, six, six. Oh no, 
suicidal or suicidal mania. Oh. No, 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 no. Bouts of madness, real time. <laughs> it's a fate. <laughs> you're on a whole, you're on a whole different track there. <laughs> so Norbo runs out into the runs out into the hallway and faints dead away. Love it. Doesn't even have to make his con roll. Yep. Yeah. There we go. I bet uh, Sean is uh, really happy that he had his own table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's not talk su- you know, suicidal there. Let's look at my table. Not that table. Your <laughs> table, which says faint, faint, faint. Yes. Throw it out the faint <laughs> table. I, I, I like that. I like that better. We don't have nearly enough fainting in our games. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, Doctor Lockhart, your go. Okay. Is there a emergency stop? You know, on those emergency break cables. There is not. Okay. I am. Um, Loading the shotgun. If one gets close close to me and I have to defend myself, I'll hit it with the butt of the shotgun. But I'll be loading the shotgun. I think your brave husband is <clears throat> uh, has their attention, so you can <clears throat> load the shotgun. Excellent. Mr. Reppin, good husband. Let's see here. Holy, uh... That is now that time. That's an extreme success. Damage. That's uh. The 1d10 plus 2, 7. Uh, 7 plus 12 is a lot. Uh, yeah. Its head explodes all over the hallway. Yum. Uh, Miss Yang, you are awakened in the middle of the night by the sounds of <laughs> Dr. Lockhart calling for, or Mr. Lockhart calling for help. Uh, Mr. Reppin blasting away in the hallway, uh, sounds of fighting and yelling. Mm-hmm. No, maybe, I just will... keep your, maybe just keep your door closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for morning. I, I, will... <laughs> yeah. I will grab the pistol and, and peek through the door to see what is happening. Uh, you can peek your way into a sanity roll. Oh, no. These sand rolls are because of the odor or because we're seeing something that's obviously not very human? That one. Okay. That's the sound roll. Makes me feel better about shooting them. No loss. Um, Mr. Lockhart, would you care to dodge or fight back against the first one that is attacking you? To attempt to dodge. Oh, 93 will not dodge anything. Uh, It misses. Would you care to dodge or fight back against the second one? Um, I'd love to. Actually, what is my fight back? Will that be no? Oh, actually, yeah. What the heck? I'll uh, I'll try to fight back on him, but I do not. Uh, okay, I, I do apologize. He got a zero one that time. Oh. <clears throat> you may have seven points of damage. Seven. Ow. As his claws strike deep. Tearing into your, tearing into and across your chest. Let's see that combo. And he just got healed up. There'll be no sweet loving. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have one night or part of it. Um. So yes, I did stay awake. Okay, Mr. Bazaz Wayne. Um. So I feel like I can't 
safely shoot one because two of them are engaged with uh, Mr. Lockhart in a melee sort of way. Is that true? Uh, two of them are engaged in Mr. L with Mr. Lockhart in a melee sort of way in the sleeping compartment with Mr. and Dr. Lockhart. So I would like so to yes, try to get up behind that one. Shooting them would be a very dangerous game. <laughs> yeah, so I would like to get up behind the rearmost one, I guess, and hit it on the head with the butt of the pistol. Go right ahead. Uh, unfortunately, my fighting brawl is base. I think it was 25, so I don't succeed. Uh, you can have a bonus die, if you wish. Oh, uh, let me uh, see if that helps. Uh, nope, still a 49. Okay. Mr. Lockhart. Um, okay. I think of something I could use. I've already used a blanket. <laughs> uh, perhaps a piece of luggage I'll snatch from the uh, upper level and bring it down upon the head of this uh, the closest one. Sure, we can call that like a club kind of thing. There we go. Roll. Yeah, and that is a hard success on that. Uh, D6 plus damage bonus. Right. No, I do have a 1D4 damage bonus. Oh, and that's a 6 to start. It's a heavy piece of luggage. And a 3 is 9 points of damage. Very nice. Uh, Norbo, you are fainted for another 7 rounds. Uh, Dr. Lockhart. Now, I want to basically do this. I want to say shout out duck in Chinese, hoping they don't understand Chinese. And as soon as my husband and anybody. I don't understand Chinese away, either. Oh, you <laughs> He's also in the room. Although Is I might understand like... shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're hopefully looking at me, so I'm going to shout out duck, and hopefully they will drop. And after they drop, I'll shoot. But uh, so okay, so if they want to, they can drop to the ground on the next round. We'll see what they yeah. do. So yeah, hold my action, uh, Mr. Reppin. I don't, uh, I, I, you know, um, I think everybody's in the way. I Pretty can't. much everyone. Yes. The, so uh, Mr. Bazaz Wayne is probably just like right in the doorway of the, the sleeping compartment. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, one of the creatures, you know, with two of the creatures kind of be him between him and Mr. Lockhart and Dr. Lockhart. Yeah, they're all kind of in there. Um. Yeah, um, since I can't do anything there, is there a cord in the hallway I can pull for assistance? Um, there is a... No, there is not. And nobody else has roused by all of this? Uh, not at the moment. All or, right, if they, will... or if they have, they're not coming out of they're their They're not idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, if Mr. Bazas Wayne will not get out of my way, I will just wait my turn. I will hold my I'll action totally in case they try to flee. get out of your flee. way, but not until it's my turn, apparently. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ms. Chiang. So I will open the door um, without going to the hallway. I will shoot from 
from inside my cabin because I don't want to get shot by anyone what? else. Just around the corner yeah. without looking. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So, yeah, the, the I, best, I will open the, the door. You, yeah, the best thing. You, yeah. So they're they're all in the Lockhart's cabin. So you could shoot oh, through the wall okay. into the Lockhart's oh, cabin. No. <laughs> no, I feel like there were there were some still in the hallway. But if that yep. is the case, I will kind of go there. Okay. I don't see any other way around it. You can join Mr. Reppin in watching what goes on inside the uh, inside <laughs> the cabin. Uh, Mr. Bazaz Wayne, the creature who you whom you tried to hit on the head, will turn on turn around and take a swing at you if you would like to dodge or fight back. Uh, yeah, I will uh, attempt to dodge. Ooh, that is a. I will spend one luck and get a hard success on dodge. Okay. Well, miss, uh, Mr. Lockhart, would you like to dodge or fight back? Um, having made a show of strength, I'd like to dodge this time. And that's a hard success on the dodge. Okay, uh, I forgot to roll for it. Yeah, it misses. Okay. Uh, Mr. Wayne, your go. Um, I would like to uh turn around parlaying my hard success on the dodge and uh, uh mr reppin it looks like uh there's a shotgun and i'll try to push mr <laughs> reppin uh up the up the uh hallway a bit uh so to give uh dr lockhart a clear shot oh <laughs> leave miss chiang there but we'll move mr reppin out of the way well miss yang uh, is even further back i think yeah, that sounds reasonable. Uh, Mr. Lockhart. Uh, I will dive <laughs> for cover. Okay, dive for cover. Uh, Norbo is still fainted for another six rounds. Uh, Dr. Lockhart. Okay, I'm going to do a, uh, basically let loose on both barrels. <laughs> Since roll. they've ducked. Roll away. <laughs> okay. Bonus die. So that was a 25, so that's a hard success. Okay, roll damage. Okay, so I take it it's the closest point of damage. Yep. Uh, so that's one off maximum. Six, six, five, six. <clears throat> you uh, turn them both into paste. Um, Tenzin will rouse uh, Norbo. Uh, and will then begin some first aiding onto uh, Mr. Lockhart. You can have two hit points back, Mr. Lockhart. Uh, conductor comes down the passageway, uh, <laughs> and upon seeing the uh, the bodies in the carnage, will faint dead away. <laughs> Excellent. I could hardly that's be better. That's how you get. That's how you get more uh, fainting in the game. <laughs> NPCs always good right. to faint. Uh, one or two of the other compartments will just kind of open a crack as kind of things you know quiet down and. 
you know, first dating is being done and Norbo is being roused and uh, what, what's, what's going on? Is there danger? Uh, yes, you might want to go back into your rooms. Click. Yes, they do. Back in your room. I'm going to search these bodies as best I can. Hold my nose and go over them. <laughs> Constitution roll. Oh, yeah. I am Russian strong like bull. Ah, O2. Yeah, doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. I fought in the trenches. <laughs> uh, they are anymore. absolutely nasty. You know, and as you, you know, if you kind of pull away the scarf over their face, you know, their their face is clearly not human. You know, they have these kind of big canine snouts, these yellow eyes, you know, long, sharp teeth, whatever is left of at least two of them. Uh, <laughs> there's not much left of their faces. Uh, you know, their their bodies are 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 thin and muscular uh, and quite hairy. Uh, their feet are kind of long. Um, you know, kind of long, narrow feet, uh, long toes also ending in these kind of ugly black claws. Um, but other than the rags, they have nothing on them. Can I can I open the window, one, to get rid of the smoke from the shotgun, um, <laughs> and to also hopefully to get some air out in this room from their smell as of well? Of course. Mm -hmm. I imagine the window across the hallway is also open. Yeah, mostly <laughs> the other side of the hallway is open. Is what yes, you mean. exactly. <laughs> well ventilated. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. I might ring the bell again because we need. I'll uh, try to people. wake up the conductor. Uh, you are able to. I, what, oh dear! What what has happened? Oh, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Have you been attacked? Yes. Yes. These beast. lepers attacked us. <laughs> I'll put a blanket over their heads. Uh, the conductor will call uh, some additional assistance, and eventually the bodies will be taken away. Mm. Uh, many apologies are made, uh, and you know some some cleaners come and they'll you know spend some time kind of scrubbing up the blood and this kind of thing. Uh, many more apologies are made. Uh, they offer you some. They offer some drinks if you would like that. Um, a new room. Uh, with apologies, there are no empty compartments. Uh, we may bunk with Miss Chang then. I think. I shall avert my eyes and wear one of those little nighttime masks if she doesn't mind. <laughs> You're all bandaged and probably liquored up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> collapse um, on the bed. In total, it takes you know maybe there's maybe an hour, hour and a half, and kind of things are put as you know at, at least as reasonably right as can be. Train rolls on through the night. How did they trace it to us so quickly is what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe they... Um, well, what are the options, if any, to have a telegram sent from the train, either directly or to give it to the <laughs> conductor who will send, you know, next station will go in off at the station and do it or whatever the... 
Uh, yes, you you can give a message to the conductor and they will telegram. They will send a telegram from the next station. I would like to send a telegram to um, the the dude, um, Mr. Moorcroft, um, to uh, basically just say um, they followed us. Uh, we're okay. Hope you are as well. Please, uh, please confirm. Okay, the conductor will take your message. Um, I'll basically ask to also see any newspapers when we get to the next town, if they can just get us some. And because if something's happened back there, we might be able to see a news story or something. But we've been watched for a long time. Mm. I just think that perhaps, you know, we led them to the th thing i mean Maybe we were watched we were watched before oh back in china um before we right, started be before mm. we even had the dreams we were being i felt like i was being watched no, just, like just before we, we had an accident uh, mm. the, the law cards and i we had an accident and we believe it was caused by whoever was yeah. watching us yeah. Really? Mm-mm. I, I, I have trouble believing these creatures could have literally tracked us across the desert without us seeing them. Well, if there's more of them, I mean, working together, maybe it's not just one group of these, but maybe there's more. Well, somehow or other, whoever they are, whatever they are, whatever's controlling them, seems to know that we have the goals because they finally attacked us. And they didn't, I mean, maybe they, well, they wouldn't have seen us get it because they they, they went for uh, Mr. Moorcroft first. So they obviously are, are not infallible. And then somehow, and I'm concerned they may have injured him uh, you know gotten used him to get word of us but perhaps they they also came so quickly i mean they were at the train station within hours after failing yeah because that was last we got the, the night before we got it the day before we headed off so no we got it the morning we headed off oh the morning we headed off so yeah so it was the night. It was just last night that the that they made the attempted the thieving, and then tonight. So that so they they attempted the thieving. It didn't work. Mr. Moorcroft was fine in the morning to send us a a note. So they didn't torture him last night, presumably. And then by the time we got to the train station, they were already there. So they not only knew that we had them, but they knew where we were going and which is quite possible, but uh, they must have talked to somebody. Somebody must have talked to somebody. And it couldn't well, have been these creatures because no one would talk t- to these creatures. Is Tenzi with us? Uh, he hmm. is, yes. Is it possible for them to smell the bowls? Well, again, they went to the wrong place. That's what confuses me. They They tried to rob them from a place where they hadn't been in days. 
So no, just I one do. day. Let no, me, we took we, them that afternoon we, and that night no, no, they no, attacked. We, right. No, we took them from the museum. Right. And they robbed. They tried to rob the house. I think. So let me. Yeah, they me, ransacked his home. So let me add a piece of information. Um, Excellent. That may assist with at least some of that discussion. Uh, in answer to Dr. Lockhart's query, uh, yes, newspapers are delivered on the train uh, the next morning with breakfast. Cool. Uh, the there and you do find uh, two kind of brief articles disconnected, um, but somewhat telling. Uh, the first is a short article about uh, Mr. Robert Moorcroft uh, being attacked in his home, being attacked and brutally beaten in his home, okay. uh, and con and uh, that he is currently uh, in the hospital convalescing. Was this so? Was he attacked the night he was robbed and sent yes. us the note? Or okay. yes, oh, that's, yes. Wow. So, so he sent us the note from the hospital or whatever. From the hospital, yes. Uh, and the second, reporting uh, a break-in and some vandalism, uh, but apparently nothing was stolen at the museum. Hmm. And can I get? Uh, Either any, uh, uh, either or, or all of uh, Buddhism lore, Hinduism lore, or occult roles. The last time you gave me education on Hinduism, although I could roll maybe on Hindi. No, this one definitely needs to be Hindu lore. Okay. All right. I, I, I passed um, my Buddhism role. So did I. Surprising, good. but I did. Not everybody. Anyone? Mr. Reppin doesn't even have any of those things. He just looks on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Norbo had some occult. He does, but he rolled an 83, so it doesn't oh, okay. do him any good. Never mind. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Ms. Chiang and uh, Dr. Lockhart, uh, Ms. Chiang maybe had, you know, maybe knew of these stories before. Dr. Lockhart perhaps uh, heard tell of them from Tenzin during their discussions on such uh, lorry things. Um, the creatures, kind of once you saw them and thought about it, you recognize these from certain stories uh, in Buddhism uh, as creatures known as Pisasha. Uh, which are kind of pseudo mythical uh, creatures that uh, live in or around graveyards and eat the dead. Or dead eating. Sound like ghouls. <laughs> uh, and if you would like to, you can all roll your ticks and roll for lunch. What? Oh. Wow. We escaped the balls. Uh. Sorry, is there any savvy gain back? Uh, there is. I'll let you guys do that stuff uh, while I'm looking for what it's supposed to be. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Okay. 
I do not increase climb. I do increase listen. Son of a dog. It's D10 luck back, isn't it? Yep. What's the base on listen? Is it 20? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, it's 20. All right, so I'm up to 25. Luck. 97. Hey, that's a that's awesome. Gain nine luck. Uncheck climb. Oh, yeah, I, I think. Sorry. No, that's I, okay. I successfully made my shotgun. I got upgraded my shotgun skill. Oh, and we roll for luck too. Yep. Oh yeah, luck goes up. Okay, once you've done that, uh, to answer Sean's question, uh, you can all have four sanity points uh, plus two D4 sanity points. Estableciste conexión con Radillabrele. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's four. Uh, plus uh, two D4, uh, and then you can lose a D6. So 10, wow. four, minus five eight, is plus five. Then? Uh, lost point of my game. Minus <laughs> one D6, you said? Yep. Oh, uh, just D6, oh. minus D6, not just a six. And what was right. that for? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, oh. Jim, quick question: Would I have had a chance? Uh, you just have a you have a very bad feeling about some stuff. Let's just say. Uh, Jim, quick question: yeah. um, Would I have had, had because I was going to meditate the, the, that day? Uh, you can on forthcoming days. Oh, forthcoming day. Cool, not a problem. Yes. Um. So you have one more. Day and night on the train. You can all have, uh, whoever wants it can have a hit point. Well, I want it badly. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Lockhart, you can do your meditation during that day if you wish. Cool, definitely. Uh, so I think that takes us to, let's see, it was the 20th, so this 21st, so the morning of the 22nd. Uh, the train rolls into New Delhi, India. Uh, you get off, presumably find a hotel, uh, make your way to the embassy in order to start the process of getting uh, visas. <clears throat> uh, whoever wants to take the lead on the visa getting, can you give me a bureaucracy role or law or something along those lines? Uh, I would imagine that makes most sense for the diplomat. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd think a traveler would, would have some skills in these ways, but I don't. So that seems I good got, for you to deal with that. I got no law, uh, bureaucracy. <laughs> bureaucracy doesn't seem to be here. Yeah. Um, I've got charm. <laughs> I guess that's how I've done it in the past. And, yeah. and where are we I, getting this from? Which embassy? The Tibetan embassy? Tibetan. Oh, perhaps somebody who is extremely fluent in Tibet with a high persuading credit rating should try this. How about mm. a, I would take a credit rating from Norbo. Absolutely. I would be happy to stand back. All right. Uh, with a 64, I pass barely. Uh, very good. Uh, it will take you uh, a day. Uh, so they will have the visas ready for you. Uh, the, you know, the, uh, wow. using your connections and your family name, uh, you are able to expedite things. Uh, so on the morning of the 23rd of December, uh, you are given uh, visas to enter Tibet. All right. And I guess we can uh, hop back on the train to Patwa. You certainly can. Let me find. Uh, do, do, do. And of course, we've been very diligent keeping guard and so forth, but I guess this time it didn't matter so much. Uh, don't know if I gave you this one or not, so I will now. And I think we are on the same. Are we there yet? No, we are not there yet. Where is, I thought there was, huh, maybe there isn't. Okay. Um, so, yes, you can roll forward uh, to Patna. Uh, it will take another, uh, basically another two days to get there. So you leave Delhi on the 23rd, 24th on the train. You rolled into Patna on Christmas Day. Uh, that's, what, three more hit points for anyone who wants them. Um, as you are approaching uh, Patna, uh, Tenzin will um, suggest, I, I believe we should visit the town of Rajgir. Uh, okay. We need to find the cool grove, Sitavana. The great historical charnel grounds. What? I mean, we've been followed by things that eat the dead. And we're going to charnel grounds? Well, they burn the dead. It should be fine.
What are we looking for in there? I would rather say when we get there. It is a bit of a delicate matter. <laughs> What's the name it... of the place he said to go to again? I'm sorry. Uh, Sitavana. Yeah, Rajgir is the city. Uh, Sitavana are the charnel grounds. What does this have to do with the instruments? It has everything to do. But as I said, this is a bit of a delicate matter. I would. We're not making bone flutes or anything like that, are we? Don't need bones. Uh, he will sit quietly in response <laughs> to that. I just remember some cultures have flutes. They make flutes out of bones sometimes for. Well, if the dead are burned, there won't be any bones to make flutes with. Oh, this is all about oh, musical instruments. So. so I'm not even yeah, going to make you guys there. roll for this. Uh, Hindu dead are usually right. cremated. But Muslims don't. Do they? Where do Buddhists? Correct. Hmm. Okay, Reg Gear it is. Yep. I uh, you can take another train from Patna to Rajgir. Uh it is in uh, a valley. Uh, the rather tree-lined uh, valley, uh, kind of buildings of, of red stone uh, with many trees about. Uh, it is a fairly bustling market town <coughs> in the present day. Uh, there are many hostels and boarding houses throughout the town. Uh, merchants kind of coming and going and uh, plenty of locals and uh, pilgrims. Uh, there are a number of uh, holy sites kind of around in the hills uh, around Rajgir. Uh, and uh, is the the region itself is kind of famous for uh, medicinal hot springs up in the hills. Did the train ride take us another day? Uh, yes. Okay, so we can get another hit point back and I'm at full. That's correct. Yep. So you Thank would you. be at you'd be at Rajgir and basically let's call it the morning of the twenty-sixth. Okay. Uh, and check yourselves into a uh, a boarding house. And there you are. Well, he's the one who thought we should come here. Perhaps he'll tell us why. But I will uh, go and see what the. Uh, are there is there any sort of tourist accommodation at all um, here? Oh well, yes, there are plenty of hostels and boarding houses. No hotels. Uh, will, uh, uh, no hotels. The, uh, it's not a. It's not a big you know Western 
Western yeah. tourists, but there are a lot, a lot of pilgrims. Yeah, I will see what the uh, what the um, what the tourist boards or people or whatever say. You know, what are the things to do? Uh, how does one uh, make pilgrimage to the Toronto yeah. grounds or whatever? Um, the kind of asking about and you know how do we get to Sitavana? Where is it? Um, you will be told that Sitavana no longer exists. Uh, that the uh, royal city, uh, whose ruins are just off that way, uh, were built on the uh, site of the ancient Toronto grounds known as Sitavana. Ah, well, uh, Tenzing, it seems that we are um, some hundreds of years too late, perhaps. Oh, I am not that surprised, I suppose. Stories of Sitavana and Rajgahira were were old even when even in my day before I went into the cave. Still, it would have been interesting to see where Urinpoche was initiated by the Dakini. Shall we visit the area anyway? Or are there other charnel grounds in the area we might visit? Well, what are we looking for? If you explain, I mean. We are looking for charnel grounds where we might find the burial sites of wise and ancient men. Makes sense. Well, I can certainly ask around and uh, see what uh, what uh, they can offer us for burial grounds of of revered Buddhists. I'm sure there are. Yeah, I mean, it, many. I think a pilgrimage would have. I mean, people would pilgrim to these sort of sites where. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask around. You can ask. The ruins of the palace? Uh, the ruins of the palace are uh, purportedly on the site of Sitavana. Yes. Uh, as uh, Mr. Bazaz Wayne, as you asked around, um, you are informed that there is another famous charnel ground nearby, uh, Rajgihira. Uh, which is where Padma Samvata uh, received knowledge of the Furba from a giant scorpion creature. Hmm. Okay. And is are, are people buried there, or is this is this is where he received wisdom? But uh... oh yes, yes, yes. There are many, but it is still used today. There are there are actually two such grounds in the uh, in the area. Not far from one another. Well, that, that sounds like a place to uh, to take a llama. Um, yeah, I'll report back. Ah, wonderful, Mr. Bazazwain. Uh, 
can we go there at once? I would be. I see no reason why not. Would be fascinated to see this location. I will arrange for a car and driver if that's how we get there. You can certainly do so. That part is not a problem. Now, are we going to take the bowls with us, or are we going to have people stay here with the bowls? Mm. I will stay and guard the bowls. Okay. Mr. Reppin is on guard duty. Anyone else staying behind? Uh, I'll go with my wife wherever she goes. Hmm. I will Tag go along. with the Lockhart's. I'll stay behind. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so we'll go, we'll go to the um, channel house. So Norbo and Mr. Reppin will stay at the boarding house to guard the bulls. Ms. Chiang, Mr. Bazazwain, Dr. and Mr. Lockhart with Tenzin off to visit some charnel grounds. Uh, you can certainly get a hire car to take you out there. Uh, the car will take you uh, on a road from the city of, Raj, of uh, Rajgir. Uh, kind of through the hills to, uh, and through some farmland uh, to kind of a, a small open valley uh, as the car kind of pulls up. Um, there is, uh, you know, it's kind of just a light kind of tree covered uh, area. Uh, the air is uh, not thick with, but, you know, there is definitely this scent of uh, incense and burning wood and charred meat in the, in the, uh, in the air. Uh, and Tenzin will um, kind of look about for a moment uh, and then, uh, uh, shall we sit under the tree? I believe we should, we must talk for a moment. Yes, yes. Indeed. Curious to learn which of these sites we'll have to dig up by the uh, light of the new moon. Okay, um, as you uh, sit uh, down and uh, Tenzin begins to talk, uh, you can all gain uh, a uh, one point in Buddhist lore. Um, as Tenzin tells you, some stories, some legends, a few handouts. Fine. <laughs> uh, I already gave you that one, so we're good there. As, as I had said, in order to perform the ritual to throat tooth throat to thwart the king of fear and close the gates of agartha we require certain musical instruments music and dance as i'm sure you are aware of 
are an important part of such rights. But because of the use to which we will put them, they cannot be any ordinary instruments. We must gather the materials we need to make new and special instruments with the necessary spirit and, and power to support us in our battle against Agartha's evil. As, as you know, in both Hindu and Buddhist tantric practices, bones contain a great deal of powder, powder of power, particularly if they come from the right person. And that is why we are here in order to find the bones and the skin we need to make both a, to make both a damaru and a kangling. So Bazas Wayne um, was going along quite nicely and then until skin was mentioned. But he does not interrupt. Um, some of you would recognize, and if you don't, Tenzin would tell you, uh, a damaru is a kind of double, a double-headed drum, uh, kind of like an hourglass shape, right? You would hold it near, you know, hold it in one hand, and kind of spin it around, and you know, to be able to tap uh, both sides. Sorry, not that's the wrong drum I'm thinking of. Uh, it's the sorry. It's like the, the the drum on a stick, right? With the two little dangling beads. Uh, for those mm. of you who, who remember uh, Karate Kid Two, uh, <laughs> that's a Damaru. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, and a Kangling is a kind of uh, horn or trumpet. Uh, so not a flute. Not a flute. But a, a horn or trumpet kind of thing. It's totally different from a flute. <laughs> we, must, we must try to ensure that our both our Kangling and our Damru are made from materials which will give the greatest potency. Mm -hmm. As such, we need specific donors. For the Damru, we will need two. One, a male, ideally a 15 or 16-year-old Brahmin boy. The other female, a 15 or 16-year-old Brahmin girl would be ideal. If we cannot find that, a 16-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl would be sufficient. For the Kangling, the most effective material would be the left femur of a 16-year-old Brahmin girl. If that cannot be found, the right femur of a Brahmin boy of the same age would be almost as good. If not, the femur of a murder victim would be better than that of a victim of accidental death, or that's better than the femur of someone who died from disease. The 
potentially these could be one, uh, two people only, meaning does the bone and the presumably skin have to come from different people? Yes, I am afraid so. Hmm. The skin we will need for the drum heads and the adornments on the damru and the sinews in order to tie it down. Ideally, the skin will come from a fresh corpse or the remains of a mummified holy man who's been boiled in a bat, boiled in a vat of butter. <laughs> this is the preferred technique for Buddhist lamas, as I'm sure you're aware. Hmm. But we don't know of any actual Buddhist lamas who've been buried here. Do we? No. And I have one more handout for you, which is a handout that always amuses me. Let me find it here. Uh, that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to do. There we go. Let's put it there. And there you go. <laughs> Excellent. This is much more clear than what I was trying to type up there. <laughs> No matter what I have to fight off, it's better than digging up bodies. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, uh, this seems like uh... <laughs> Mr. Reppin yeah, is going to have none of it. It seems like Reppin's uh, cup of tea here. <laughs> well, this stuff is all going to be left above ground at the journal houses, right? I'm not going to find anything buried. Well, apparently there's stuff in the river, perhaps. Yeah, right. Bodies that have been dumped in the river and floated. But how are we going to know, like, if they're 15 or 16 year old? Yeah, we're going to. Well, if they're fresh ish, then we would we could find out because we could just wait for somebody to get, you know, left here. Do these have to come from this charnel house? Because I thought there were two in the area. Area is something that Jim said. The more the more ancient the charnel grounds, the more power there will be in the earth, and mm. the more efficacious the materials. And we think I, this is definitely the oldest charnel grounds that we're in. Yep. Uh, as far as you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping that perhaps we could inquire of some of the Dalits who, are, who tend to these charnel grounds and they can point us in the right direction. Well, perhaps is that a conversation that would be best for you to have or... Um... I mean, this is... Far from my religion. 
I completely understand, Mr. Bazaar's Wayne. Um, but at the same time, it is the six of you who have been chosen for this task. <laughs> I am merely an NPC. <laughs> um, that is true Charles, Charles yes you are so good at speaking to people well you know I could talk the year off of uh, something something but I don't speak... well, can you talk the femur out of a dead body talk the femur out of a dead body <laughs> Can I talk the uh, butter-boiled monk or skin off an old ancient monk? Um, but, you know, I speak English, and uh, I don't really know what to say. Uh, you, you suggested, Tenzin, we speak to, speak to somebody about... Uh, can you tell me one more time what that is? I'd be willing to give it a shot. What your suggestion was well let us walk and see what is here and perhaps something will present itself mr lockhart as you said thank you <laughs> he is furiously going through his previous experiences and uh seeing if he had come up with anything close to the conversation like this he's had before Uh, and assuming there aren't any more questions, Tenzin will stand. Begin. So I guess we, we need Narval to do talking. We're not in uh, if Tibet only yet. He we're was still here. in India. You're in India now, right? Yeah, we're still, yeah, we're still in, in India. India. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I may speak the language, and I can certainly mm. help with translation and stuff. So presumably, you would all start strolling through the through the area. Yep. Uh, you can, you know, you can see there are a few a few funeral pyres around. Uh, the first one that you kind of approach and get close enough to kind of see what's going on. Um, uh, the fire is still fairly high. Uh, there are a number of people kind of gathered, you would guess, or, you know, family, friends kind of thing uh, gathered around it, uh, as well as uh, a few uh, Brahmin priests uh, conducting the appropriate rituals. Uh, the second funeral pyre that you come to and you see is uh, is still burning it's not quite burning you know it's not burning quite as bright uh, and there are uh, a couple workers uh, who have kind of long poles that are poking into the uh, uh, into the wood pile uh, turning the corpse about make sure it gets properly cremated from all sides come across the remains of a funeral pyre with um, a handful of people who are kind of sifting through the ashes um, 
picking out bone fragments. Uh, there's another section of the charnel ground that uh, is clearly a Christian graveyard. Uh, there are tombstones and everything. Useless. Um, and kind of separated off from, you know, this kind of main area where the funeral pyres are, uh, there is a small lake uh, and a clearing. And you can clearly see that the clearing is um, you know, littered with uh, bones and bone fragments. Uh, Mr. Bazazwain, at the very least, would recognize this as an excarnation ground. Uh, there is a, a young man who is walking around the ground uh, with a uh, mallet, with a large mallet. Uh, and occasionally kind of striking it on the ground, breaking up some of the larger bones. And not far behind him is a, a man. It's hard to get a good a good idea of his age uh, because he is he is completely naked, but covered head to toe in mud. Uh, his beard is you know, almost down to his waist. Uh, his hair is almost down to his ankles. You know, both are just twisted and mattered, mattered, matted and uh, dirty and covered in, in ash and mud and soot. Uh, and he is uh, kind of following at a bit of a distance, but clearly following <laughs> uh, the young man with the mallet uh, and will occasionally reach down, pick up a fragment of bone, kind of turn it over, look at it. And then most of them he'll kind of just throw back down on the ground, but every once in a while he'll uh, he'll kind of take one and, and put it in a little pouch that he has tied around his wrist. So these would all be much too small uh, to make a trumpet out of, presumably. But yes. uh, perhaps this is your, uh, perhaps this is the, uh, whom we should talk to, either the young man or the, uh, the bone collector, maybe, the bone breaker maybe, or the bone collector. <laughs> maybe we let them know that we are on a holy pilgrimage and this is what we need. Mm. Um, a shard of bone would be in a, unacceptable, right? Uh, that is correct. You need whole pieces. Um, uh, I don't know. Perhaps we split up a little bit. Um, I don't think, but we wouldn't know until we asked if that boy with a hammer actually knows where any what any of those remains are from he's just smashing up the bigger bones but does he know you know are they marked some way oh they'll find out well i was going to say if we split up we could also find out about these kids in the fireplace that are poking around afterwards why are why do all these other people need bones we were the only bone collectors. Oh no, everybody, everybody making potions and all kinds of stuff out of uh, 
out of bones. Well, Mr. Mr. Bazazwain and probably maybe Dr. Lockhart, possibly even Miss Chiang would know that uh, at least for the Hindus, when they cremate someone, um, you know, obviously cremation doesn't you know completely destroy everything, right? There's still bone fragments left. Uh, in order to be, you know, fully dealt with <laughs> respectfully and properly, um, you know, those bone fragments have to be separately disposed of in certain ritual ways. So that's so you you figure that that's what the people who are you know pawing through the remains of a funeral pyre are doing, right? They're collecting the remaining bone fragments so that they can be properly disposed of. You might be able to talk somebody into uh, thinking that having their ancestors or relatives um, become part of a instrument to save the world from rise of an evil deity would be a um, a good thing. Yeah. I mean, somebody with a suitable faith who was... Uh, you know, I think with your tongue and uh, Tenzing's gravitas and uh, no reason we couldn't translate, uh, couldn't convince some people that uh, this is the best, uh, best result for their loved ones' bones. <clears throat> That's true. The big key is going to be finding... Um, finding out what uh, the age and sex of these things. Um, yeah, well, they would know. I mean, if the family... Well, they, they, they would know pawing through it, but I mean, it's uh, the farther no, away... No, 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 I mean, get. I'm thinking of somebody who's not yet been... Um, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I they mean, would the know because it's their family. Yeah, the easy thing to do for someone to walk around probably... Um, would be these services that are taking place right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe find out, you know, who it is or, or what the people are that are um, about to be cremated, and right. they can always return afterwards. Um, if there's a, uh, you know, a suitable specimen or whatever. While so I'm assuming uh, they have to not even be cremated, right? That would be too much damage to the. Well, certainly the skin, obviously, and the femur. We have to find people who are not cremated, I would assume. Hmm. Or you assume correctly, yes. Yeah. People who are not cremated. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because not going to so, get drum skin or a useful uh, trumpet out of somebody who's out of a body that's been cremated. So our oh. only actual. Sorry, go ahead, Randall. I was just going to say, maybe it's going to be, maybe the best approach is just to pay them and, and tell them that we're traveling with, uh, uh, you know, with a master and that um, we are, we're, our intentions are not to just create them, but to take them, you know, do an extra ritual. Uh, and pay them, paying off. Pay a family. Do we no, have the money to? No, no, to not the family. The, these these guys, like um, this, is not the family. You know, 
retrieving the bonds. Other people is, in charge. People in charge of doing this, yes. Well, the only actual options we have, because most of these people have been like cremated, right? Or the ones on the beach where the bones were left out and the ones that are about to be cremated, right? Are those the only actual options we have? Is that right? Because everybody else has been burned? Yeah. Would that be would that be right, Jim? Everybody else has been burned. Uh, so it would seem at the moment. Um, you know, there is the Christian graveyard. Um, oh. You know, you <laughs> with you know its its burials. Um, you know, as <clears throat> was indicated, though obviously, you know, <laughs> you're not going to find Brahmins buried in a Christian graveyard. Right. And you know, the kind of general implication was the older the better. Yeah, so I feel like what we really need to do is talk to um, to maybe to the to, to some of the old um, old local uh, religious people who might know who is uh, who's buried here, but the skin can't be from somebody old unless they're unless they're mummified. I mean. Right. I assume that that wants to be somebody fairly recent somehow. But is that not true? Was that a question for me? Sorry. Yes, for Tenzing, I guess, specifically. Um, Mummified is kind of second best. Yeah. Right. So, so it has to be, I mean, in order to get skin, it would have to be somebody fairly recent then. But the femur yeah. should be somebody old. Well, the skin doesn't have to be someone recent, right? You know, a, you know, a mummified, the skin of a mummified corpse or, you know, someone who was properly boiled in butter to preserve the skin. Well, you said mummified was bad. That's why I'm confused. Mummified is not as good as, so the... No, those who right. have died of old age or natural causes after people also not good. Is good. Right. Yeah, we want somebody murdered who then miraculously their skin survived. Murdered a thousand years ago, but their skin is still around. Right. Well, I'll go ask some people if they know of any such things. <laughs> <laughs> If there are sort of some local, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but some local saints that are buried here that uh, meet these uh, requirements. Well, the Oldest femur Tenzing? from a murder victim is just... Yeah, Tenzing would be good. But he, if, if we murdered him, he becomes a, uh, a murder victim. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like he connects all the dots. Well, no, no. He's, he's, eight, no, he's too old. No, 15, 16-year-old is the ideal age. Well, the murder Bummer. victim only applies to the just reasonable just about suitable right exactly no right. ideally we want the teenager so yeah i mean i think the thing to do then would be to at least walk around to these current um well i don't know they're some of them are exposed on the beach right i mean the guy's hammering stuff away but presumably some of the bodies left on the beach have been left to to rot right is not sure uh, what the word 
there the the uh, in the excarnation area uh okay. there are no whole bodies just bone fragments that he's okay. breaking up with his hammer his mallet so then i see it as the excarnation area that we take our chances with or the current you know uh services so that are about to be about to take place so why don't we hit the services first I'm gonna go try to ask the old guy who's uh, who's collecting bone fragments if if he knows of um, buried saints, that buried be teenage cool. Brahmin saints. Okay, that's two directions. What about two uh, two ladies that are left? Um. I'm trying to think. Um, would they? I mean, are, do the family bring the families bring the people here? Uh, the families do not. No. There are people who there are pe the the only one in for the Indians people the in charge. One, yeah. Well, in charge is is kind of a strong way to say it, but <laughs> yes. Okay, the, da so... the Dalit, the untouchables, are the ones who deal with the dead bodies. Well, maybe, um, yeah, yeah, talking to them, maybe they may know of somebody who, a young person who has recently murdered. I mean, yeah. I, I might um, come with you, Charles, because... Um, okay. This is really not my area of expertise. I'm used to think dealing with things that have been buried for a long, long time. Not, not the recently departed. Sure. Um, and I'm sure that uh, when it comes to the holy men, um, that would uh, boiled in butter. That those skills would probably come in um, handy there. But why don't we uh, wander around to the untouchables that are um, actually doing the services and see if we can find um, some, because the bodies at that point are not, um, they're being treated right now, right? So we can actually see them. Is that right? So of the, in the, uh, in the cremation area, Right, you see uh, the three funeral pyres, one of which is still burning, and there's a, there's you know an actual ceremony with family members and priests going on, you know, one of which is is still burning, and there's a handful of Dalit who are, you know, rotating the body to make sure it gets fully burned, and then the third one is completely burned down, and there's a handful of Dalit who are picking the bones out of it. That's in the cremation area. In the excarnation area, it's just the young guy with his mallet and then the crazy looking old guy. Okay. So then, and we don't want burned bones or cremated already bones, right? We've said that. Yeah, we need before cremation. So if we speak to them, we may know, they may know of what bodies are coming in. So the first thing we want to do is see if we can hit the, um, the ones that are just about 
to be burnt or the one that's just about to be burnt and see if that person fits um, because that would be ideal, right? If that happens to fit one of our targets and uh, if it doesn't, then we can just, um, you know, completely uh, leave that alone. Well, actually, maybe we should hurry to the uh, the one that's half cooked <laughs> because maybe that'll still be useful. And uh, and the family isn't there, so it would be easier. Why don't we hurry to no, that the one? Family, the family is there. No, the, the family is there. Right. Steve's right. The family is only on the first one, the one that's still actively burning. Oh. Uh, and that's, go ahead. As, as the four of you uh, argue about <laughs> how to <laughs> approach this, uh, let's go ahead and call an end to this for the evening. <laughs>